when we do the Righteous or Ratchet song, we should like harmonize and do it like oh, good no. sound. No, it's relax. <laughs> Come on, guys. It's a lot of work. I don't, you know what's funny about that? I don't know how people who can sing harmonize. Really? They like know what their voice needs to do and then their voice does it. When, when I, I sing, it, it just comes out. I'd be like, oh, cool. Just sing it is better than normal. Okay. I have no confidence that y'all are going to harmonize. And you shouldn't. You okay. should have no confidence. Uh, I, I, you should, I, I, no, no, no. Not, if anything, let deaf. him harmonize with you guys. I am not going to tone deaf to not be able to harmonize. I got to show you. We're going to show you this. You ready? You listen this. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Right, here we go. <laughs> what up? This is your no, boy, no. Doughboy. Try to top it. What up? This is your boy, Doughboy. Why are you scared? What are you scared of? Why are you singing like you're somebody making, has a gun? You're making him right now. We're making him nervous. This is your boy, Doughboy. We're making him nervous. Sing or I will shoot your family. What up? This is your boy, Doughboy. Uh, I'm just happy that I don't have to find a cold open because this is it. <laughs> What up? This is your boy Doughboy. <laughs> I'm coming on stage. <laughs> and this is another oh, installment of Started Off to the Right. Righteous and righteous. We're here with Omar. And he's a great singer. And he be doing nice stuff. And he came here with us. Voila. Welcome to the show. Our good friend of the party. Xavier. We should send you off with some new Dreams Don't Die merch. Thank you. Coming out. This is Josh's idea. We just haven't done it yet. To send it out to influencers who are in the industry. I didn't. Poor usage of air. I don't count. I said friends is the pod. Friends of the potty, which Xavier Omar is. Yes. If you don't know him, explain yourself to the people who are unfamiliar with the R&B stylings of you. Um, well, I'm an R&B singer. I don't know what else to put on top of that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, brand new album out with a producer named Sango. Mm-hmm. Uh, the album is called Beats. Moments Spent Loving You. Beautiful mm-hmm. album, um, by the way. Got an older, older album called uh, The Everlasting Wave, mm-hmm. Pink Lightning, the yeah. EP. And uh, I used to go by a different name, Spazzy Rocket. Which Spazzy. Was Let's talk about yeah, that. When did you call your divinity? When did you change your name? I don't like change. Me, the stranger who's right. never met you. Why did you do a thing and not tell me about it? Basically. That's right? what on Twitter like, enough. I feel um, like you said it enough, but you God, brought it up. I fought that for such a long time, like just trying to get people Can you talk to into the mic? We want to make sure we catch the things. There you go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I fought that for such a long time long time just trying to get um people to understand that you know it's it's happened and also everybody who acted like they cared about the spazzy name so much them finding out two and three years later that i changed my name the problem that what bothered me about that is that i created another spazzy rocket account just in case you were still looking for him and the fact that you just found out two three years later means that you were not i'm the biggest fan you changed your name three years ago (laughs) i was not made aware that's gonna be messed up for somebody listening to an xavier omar song like this guy sounds a lot like spazzy rocket it happens (laughs) i don't know what happened to him but he sounds just like it happens often like, you, oh, have I, such like, a, like <laughs> you have such a like distinguishable voice. It me. 
How are people like, man, this guy? I wonder if he knows that. This guy's rocket also has not released any music. I know this guy's coming. <laughs> if something's not adding something's up, something's Do DSPs still have you as Spazzy Rocket? No. We got all uh, that shit. So only th- DSPs? The only thing. Digital. digital. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, oh Sly Flex, you know stuff. You know people. Trinata. We get it. Take pictures of J. Cole. We get it. <laughs> so DSP is what now? So like there's still some old music that has me as uh, SPZRKT as well. Um, that's the music that I know people still loved, but I didn't necessarily want to like put on the new name when I switched everything over. Uh-huh. So I was like, this is a good fresh start. The only song I, only things I took over were um, Hours Spent Loving You, the first one was Sango, and then Blind Man. Everything after that was like brand now, new. Now I gotta ask you this. Yeah. So this is one of the questions that I typed in the docket. Was the song so with the, with the, with the, with the song Blind Man? Was yeah. how did that even come to you? It's such a beautiful and amazing record. Like, did anybody inspire that song, or was it just like, what made you create a song that dope and that refreshing and amazing? I will be honest and say that I did lie once or twice and be like, yeah, girl, I thought about you and made it. So. <laughs> like, God, well, I was I was twenty five, so I was like, still, I didn't. I didn't get married until I was 28, so I, we weren't even talking yet. Uh-huh. So I was definitely still playing around, like, yeah, I made this song about you, baby girl. <laughs> but, <laughs> but at the end of it, like, in all... <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> in all honesty, like, it was literally me being kind of emo, fake deep on Tumblr one day, and I just thought about, hey, um, is it is it more, I guess, special to be loved by someone who, can, uh, who can't see your flaws but still loves you anyway for the person that you are mm. or for someone who could see every last physical problem you have but still loves you anyway. It was just like a random fake deep question. Um, and I've been like, from there, I, I made a record maybe a few months after that I made the Blind Man record. Mm. Um, and some people have come at me about ableists and stuff like that. And I was just like, honestly, guys, I don't think that blind people don't have preferences. I oh, just are you serious? People actually like, gave you a problem like oh the blind my. community? Not yeah, not, 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 the blind community oh. didn't give it to uh-huh. me, but like people who I don't know just wanted to people call on that is crazy. People yeah. on behalf are often more upset than, than the, the people. Where do they right. get off first? Yeah. They get how it. Do you make how does blind men? Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> how do you Hey, come on, man. Aren't you mad at this guy? Horrible. <laughs> Jocelyn, you, and AKC, but you trash for doing this. You trash. <laughs> 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 I want you to get mad with me, man. Oh, man. <laughs> 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 no, that's just one of the dopest records. I've dedicated you, that to so many women in my was, life. Was, <laughs> was, blo- was blind? I have. I'll be like, girl, this. <laughs> Listen, this I felt this way when I heard it. Was, a, you felt that way multiple a, times. Absolutely amazing. Oh record. man, was Blind Man a part of that uh, that Bonfire little project? No, uh, Bonfire was done in 2014. And okay, Blind Man I made in 2015. I made it in my closet while I was living in Warner Robins, Georgia. Whoa, whoa, whoa! We're not Warner gonna, we're not, Robins. We're not gonna just scooch past that. You made this song in a closet? I made most of my music in the closet. Really? Yeah, there's only like a couple. No, this, let me tell you why this is so yeah. fascinating. When I met T-Pain and we did Traffic Jams, he made I'm Sprung in a closet in a very makeshift small studio. But did T-Pain not have access no, at that time? He was, no, he was, no. You had access. Mm-hmm. You were just like, nah, no, man, next did to he? my jeans. I have access in Warner Robins, Georgia. I didn't feel like going to Atlanta every time I had an idea. 
Mm. Like it was an hour and a half away, so I just did. Why it was you in one Robin's Georgia? <laughs> <laughs> Three different times in my life. That's the whole life story thing. That's why I don't have like a hometown because I moved because of military. Somewhere. Military kid. Yeah, it is. It is. Home is where not a part of this. I'm not a part nah. of it. I don't uh, want to be, but yeah. <laughs> no, nah, uh, heavy for the suits. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you really uh, just kind of hold it over your body. That's <laughs> canvas over here. I mean, that's so mean. No, uh, my dad was military, so we moved there from one time and from 93 to 96, moved back after he retired from 04 to 2010, and then I moved back um, in 2014 to uh, go live with my sister, try to be a man, get a little bit of responsibility. Oh, I moved out of my parents' house uh, to my, my sister. Sister, sister what is that? You said you had a couch with my name on it, huh? Mm-hmm. I was like, I'll pay some of the bills. <laughs> That's but where I, uh, your brother, the chief Levite, J.I. Yes, my lived. brother. I'm really Let me just that. do it aside here. I wanted to learn to play the piano, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jay had played for me. He'd been to my shows in Boston when he lived in Springfield oh, yeah. and all this stuff. So he sent me a video and tried to teach me how to play like uh, church praise break, like can't nobody mm-hmm. do me like Jesus music. It was the most complex thing. I tried for like a month, Easy. and I couldn't even get past the first three or four things, and I just stopped playing the piano set. Oh, I, 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 I don't want to hit him up and be like, because he asked me, he was like, do you want an easy version or the tough version? And I was like, give me your best work. Of course you do. First of all, <laughs> when someone is really good at something, you don't realize how good they are because they make it look easy. Right. This man was doing all these transitions and yeah. turnarounds, and I was just like, okay, what's the... I'm gonna hit him back up for the easy version. <laughs> Do you know theory? Like me, I don't. No. So you can't. You ain't no tough version with him. You don't know theory, bro. I he nah, was. Te- I don't remember who he said, but there's some. Thing. When you're a basic piano player like myself, mm-hmm. one thing that's hard to do is do one time with one hand mm-hmm. and another thing with another hand. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I did this when I learned some white dude who's amazing at piano. <laughs> and he sent me that video, and I was like, you can play that? I Don't don't teach me anything. You should have stopped me when I was ahead. <laughs> anyway, why did you not give your life to God and sing gospel music and cheat and do the devil's music? <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of God and giving his life speaking to Speaking of God and cheating on him and singing about love, how do you feel about Jesus? Remember Man. that guy? Remember <laughs> <laughs> Remember that guy? <laughs> Man. So it's funny. The reason I even started making R&B music, R&B music was because I felt in the Christian sphere there wasn't, well, in the world in general, but yep. specifically in the Christian sphere, there wasn't uh, any music that reflected all the emotions that lead up until marriage. So you would hear Christian rappers talk about yep. their wives and songs and stuff, but you didn't hear much about the dating or the heartbreak that could come or how to deal with certain emotions, how to have to have self-worth through some things. Mm. Um, and so it wasn't there, so I really felt led by God to make that music for us. Really? So, mm. Yeah, so I started- I love that answer. I started that in CHH, in Christian hip hop, but the problem was basically it got to a point where it's like, there's not enough Jesus yeah. here and there. So mm. I got known after a couple projects as the relationship guy, regardless of the fact that I didn't make that much relationship music at the point. That's that how time. I heard about you. I was yeah. like, man, give me some, I was on my Periscope, people were like, give me some, Dope, because I, I used to say Christian rap was trash. So, like, many people at bars. I grew up on Grape Street. Remember them? Gospel Gangsters? Grape Street Boys? Yeah, it was. I remember know. Gospel Gangsters. I don't know. Gospel Gangsters is what okay. I mean. I think Grape yeah, Street was, they they were like the They were like the Gospel No Limit. Yes. They oh, were. Grapevine. Because Grapevine. Grapevine. I almost said it to them. was on there, too. Uh, uh, New Wine. Yep. Mm-hmm. I remember. And after that, I was like, okay, this is boring. People were like, nah, check out Spazzy Rocket. Spazzy Rocket. And this is Spazzy Rocket. <laughs> and then I checked you out. I was like, dope. And then, like, literally, like, less than a month later, you came to ADD. You actually, fun fact, fun fact, the first episode of Arts and Raps is with Xavier yeah. Omar and Zay and JoJo. And that, wow. entire, that entire content series was kind of thrown together off a of whim because we had that event with Fader in ADD 52. Yes. Mm. Where, uh, 
him. Travis Scott was actually on that bill too. That's what he said. Where's That's the, the first oh, one wow. I did. Yeah, that was my first ADD mm-hmm. event. I was a part of that show. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was what, 2015, 2016? Was, uh, I think Russell it was hugged me 15. twice. He hugged he me did? twice. It was 15, yes. <laughs> and he don't he don't hug people, but he hugged me twice. It was uh-huh. great. Man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So have you gotten a lot of flack from the Christian community? Because Lecrae and them, oh, they God. get a lot of flack about not rapping about Jesus enough. Early was too much Jesus. Now yeah. it's not enough Wait, Jesus. Wait, is there like a Jesus capita quota for the bars? Like we yes. need Jesus every they don't know. bars? They don't know. Seriously, yeah. it's not enough Jesus. Mm-hmm. So Toby is lucky because Toby never came out as a Christian hip-hop yeah. artist. Right. He just rapped about whatever. He'd tell you in a song, I will shoot you if you touch my wife. Right. Literally, every I will kill you. Right? So he gets freedom. <laughs> right? But, but people like Xavier start off a Christian. So what is it like to deal with that? Like where you feel completely... Uh, comfortable doing what you're doing, but you catch a lot of flack for it anyway. So I don't anymore because it's been a few years since I like I made that declaration. Mm-hmm. But the declaration wasn't, "Hey, I'm not about Jesus." You know, it was, <laughs> "Hey, I believe that what I do is supposed to be more places than just here." Mm-hmm. So not that I don't uh, want to be a part of what's going on uh, in in like brotherhood or in this culture, but. I need us to not call me because what Christians like to do is if anything is cool mm. and it represents Jesus or they know you love Jesus, they want to put Christian in front of it so that when they uh, present it to other people, they can say, hey, we have something cool mm. rather than just like, you know, just represent the faith in every aspect of life. They want to say, oh, OK, he's dope and he's a Christian R&B artist. But it's like, what is Christian rhythm and blues? Like, Bruh. I, whatever, just it's music, bro. And like, I take your mm. slip. Off girl. That's literally all we have in gospel. No. The marriage That's bed it. is on the file. Up right. until that point, I don't know what you do. Mm-hmm. But marriage bed is on the file. I know that. Yeah, hear me? <laughs> there was just nothing for us, man. So like I I, I got a lot so I'm not gonna say the name of the website, but people who follow CHH know what the biggest website is. Mm-hmm. And uh for a week, once I kinda I wrote that letter, um they ran it they ran it for a week for seven straight days as the top story and people i didn't know people i never heard of calling me dumb calling me a fool saying does this mean you're not christian anymore because i didn't want to like be only a part of just that genre mm-hmm. it's like i don't know man it was bad um and i still don't know if not that if i forgive it i'm definitely forgiven but i don't know how i really got through that time it's it's weird to mm-hmm. yeah i would like imagine the only talk for a long time and in, in something that you were a part of so it's different now. They never mention me, no matter what. <laughs> really? Wow. Are you outcast? Um, I guess. I guess I'm just not considered uh, a, mm. a part of it anymore. Just because I said I wanted to go, I wanted to be more than just that, and they just said, "Okay, you're not this." <laughs> but I just want more. No, no. That's what you want more is nothing. So you get can't. out. <laughs> so that's just, that's that's really kind of crazy to me. Yeah. So like, would you ever? Say later in life, go back and make a full gospel album if that's where you were and that's what you wanted to do, or do you feel now that like kind of torn between it? I don't feel torn because that's not what God gave me to do. So gotcha. I um I did make a full like wasn't gospel. I'm never gonna make a flat out like gospel style album, mm-hmm. but in a sense of like the message of of Jesus, I've made that album. It's mm-hmm. called Lucid Dreams, and when I made Lucid Dreams. Um, I was actually being disobedient. Every song was about nothing but Jesus. I was like, I'm gonna show y'all that I'm not just Mr. Relationship Guy. Like I'm mm-hmm. doing everything. And so the song, excuse me, the the song still helped people. Uh, the music, the album still helped people. Um, but at the end of the day, I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do. I mm-hmm. did it. I did it for positioning because 
even still in CHH, as an R&B artist, you're not going to get the shows because it's about the hype music and go crazy, all this no. stuff, right? They get booked for the youth groups and all that. Shake so, the dreads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, fire, fire. <laughs> I didn't have any of that going on. So I said, oh, I'm going to make a whole up-tempo project about nothing but Jesus. Nothing at all is going to be mistakable. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that project. I did get my bookings after that, funny enough. It worked. But in that exact same time span that that was happening, excuse me, is when God began to deal with me about, like, moving to the the next area for me, uh, which was, like, just taking my hand at mainstream. And, so yeah. God was like, oh, so you think you got it all worked out, do you? Hey, Xavier, <laughs> well, I got another plan for you. <laughs> yeah. it worked out. So the funny part about it is, obviously, this project is with Sango. Mm-hmm. I met Sango in 2012 because he was looking for a Christian to kind of join him in the mainstream, right? And I didn't know oh, this. Wow. I didn't know who he was. And so... Literally, the foundations of what I was trying to do was set when I didn't even know it. So, 2013. Yeah, shot at it. Come oh, on. come on. Come he on. knows the end before the beginning. Oh, you thought it was a chance encounter. Oh, chance of rapper. Oh, oh, oh. There it is. Sorry. There it is, Kev. Come on in here. Needed that earlier. <laughs> yeah, so from 2013, man, ever since that's six years ago, we did our first song together. And it's been just like that ever since. I want to know what it's like be, to make a whole project with one producer. Because that was mm. that's how music was back in the day. Mm-hmm. You know, Quincy Jones, Michael Jackson, and even Justin Timberlake in um, uh, Your Boy, uh, Timberland. Right. But nowadays, that's, that's usually rare, that yeah. one producer and one artist make yeah. an entire album. What made you decide to do that? Well, you know what? Before you even hop into that, because I think when you have the ability to do that, that's a gift. Uh huh. It's a gift to it be is. able to get with one person and mm-hmm. just have to share that gift on one album. Now, speaking of gifts, giving holidays gifts is great. Overspending on all those gifts is definitely not. So why spend more than you have to? Finding the lowest price is easy if you have Honey. Now listen, Honey is a free browser extension that automatically finds the best. <clears throat> promo codes whenever you shop online you know i got a 14 year old daughter she wants this she wants airbuds different things so i got to be able to find that stuff now honey has found it's over 10 million members over a billion dollars in savings can you believe that i can't believe it 10 billion Kevin stays now if you're buying gifts this holiday season then you need honey if you're not you probably know someone who is so do them a solid and tell them about honey honey can help make sure that you're getting the best price for whatever you're buying it's free to use and installs in just two clicks get honey for free at joinhoney.com slash rr that's joinhoney.com slash rr rr oh the first guest First guest oh, ever to jump on, on in, man. This guy's is a friend of the potty. He's a friend of the potty. I am a little confused because the code is always RR, but y'all be saying R and R, and I'm like, okay. Yeah. It's just a cool it's like a way thing. to do this. R and R. R and R. We've never really had to never realized I said R and R, but it's like R and R. There is an end in there. It is. We do say R and R. We do. All right, so back to the question. Now I'm all in my head about it. All right, back to the question. Right. What was the question? I thought I finished answering. Wow. No, I asked you something else. Uh, what was it? You were uh, you're talking, you were talking about, about working with one, working with one Oh, yeah, yeah, that was it. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. So at, at first, when I um, first went to work with Sango, it was when well, I went to because we did it through the internet, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the first time we worked together was that song, Middle of Things. Mm-hmm. And literally after that, we were just like, hey, let's make a project. So I was very accepting of it because I had seen um, just how – many more plays number one because I didn't realize who he was like in the underground scene um, 
So at first I was like, dang, I'm getting more plays. I got to work with this guy. <laughs> but Great then, for business, man. Yeah. The gospel album, that's out. This guy's in. <laughs> <laughs> but he was, it was just a really cool guy. We became good friends, and he wanted to do more together. So mm-hmm. I was like, cool, let's just – he sent me – Literally a beat pack over, and I sent him two songs back the first day, so he was like impressed. Mm. Off the <laughs> se- beats he sent you, yeah, you went and made two songs mm-hmm. in the closet, Off the rip. yeah, in the closet. Wow, nice. um, which is man, I don't got them stories no more, but back then, boy, <laughs> so like, yeah, we got it done. This, the next day was the same thing, I got two more done, and he was just like, Yeah, we got like an EP done, just about. And I was like, Yeah, let's do a few more and we'll get it done. So, let me ask you something because I've always wondered this you're a songwriter as well, not yes. just a singer. Do you, is it always the same, is my question, or do you hear the music and then the song comes, or do you have a song and then you tell someone how to make the music? So typically when I work with him, it's always the beat first and then I'm writing. Okay. Uh, But I have uh, plenty of songs where the song came to me and then we tried to make it from there. So um, on Pink Lightning, Mm -hmm. that song, uh, Stuck. Yeah. I can show you the voice note. It was just. Mm -hmm. Let's hear it. Um, (laughs) One of those songs, he did all the music with his mouth on that. Um, really? Speculate was yep. one of them. It's the great. title. So I tried to put a beat to the title. Um, I was going to try to make it pop and send it, get it to Sam Smith, though I had no way of getting it to Sam really? Smith. Really? My wife loves Sam Smith. Um, but, uh, oh, my God. That's that was the, uh, idea I, I know I'm not the only one guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not, I don't know what version you were saying. Yeah, that that was like Aerosmith scenes. No, I'm not the only one. Michael Jackson cover. It was a Nickelback rendition. No, I'm not the only one. loving you. Can you search in here? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm excited about this. So the chorus, December 20th, 2016, right? So I had a different beat behind it at first. Wow. So all I had was a stuck with you, then I had, that was... Days later, later. So, so you just like, come up with the melody in in musical form. You don't have words. That never happened. But like, I just wow, wow. that's cool, man. A, a peek behind the curtain, because see, that's so how I like, do. Like when I do songs, you know, I'm working on the Wonder Years right now. It's finished. But when I come up with a song, I do this. Like this is what I do. I'll have the cadence first or the melody and how I do it, and then I just plug in. The words yeah. later. Is that something similar to what you do? Sometimes, especially <clears throat> when a, the song is like completely from my mind. Mm-hmm. It'll come that way. Um, so, like I said, with Speculate or the title, I'm trying to think what other songs were made that way. But many times I'm just like trying to, like, I'll hear a melody in my head and I'll just go put it all together mm-hmm. um, without the words, of course, at first. And then you find the words. Sometimes the words that just jump out at me. Like, for a Speculate, literally all I heard was, well. And I was just like, I don't know what that is, but let's put some around it. Really? Going, wait, wait, what'd you hear do it one more time? Just way out, way out. Oh, That's all I heard about. That's how you did it? So That's how it sounded in your mind? Way out. Nope. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get signed as a singer is what I'm trying to tell you, Xavier. I'm, I'm trying to show you what I got. Hey, man, auto-tune works for everybody. It does. <laughs> for everybody. So let me ask you this. Sorry, Kev. Did you see me and Kevin have a sing-off on oh, the show? I did. Who did you really think won? Why are you doing this? Shut up, Josh. <laughs> I don't really think it's about the competition. I think it's about the camaraderie, the friendship, that the brotherhood, um, you know, so. Okay, cool, cool. I was figuring you would say that. I want to challenge that was him live, my, and I want you to be the judge. That was, your, <laughs> that was my NBA answer. That was so, my sports answer. So I want to challenge him live, and I want you to judge it. Can you do Why that for us? Why are we doing us? this again? Can you, can you tell oh us who's God. better? I feel as if it's not necessary. <laughs> what was the song we sang the last time at the Righteous Righteous Live? 
Um, his eyes on the sparrow. His, that, that, can we? Can we? Can we? Can we give you a? We already of did that, man. Listen, I ain't gonna be giving up and be losing. And we got a trained professional here now. You had the you had the audience fooled and on your side. Would you tell us who's better in person? Can we sing a different song? Yeah, we can do a different song. I want to sing. I want to do the same song. No, we can do a different song. Okay. All right. You want me to go first? I didn't want to do this. All right. Cool. Oh my God. <laughs> I will sing from the Faith Evans collection. The hook. We just sing a hook from something. Just make it light. Okay. Soon as I get home. <clears throat> you ready? <clears throat> Soon as I get home. Okay. I'll make it up to you. Baby, I'll do what I gotta do. Soon as I get home. I'll make it up to you. <laughs> Baby, I'll do oh, what I gotta a do. A soft finish. That was oh. that was gen- that was a gentle. <laughs> <laughs> now you, now oh. go ahead, Cal. You already oh. had this in your mind hey, to do, man, and you had a what? song locked and loaded. Yeah, I did. Now, you heard that? What I was doing? Yeah. Now, go ahead, Cal. <clears throat> Let me sing something. <clears throat> Let me think of what I could do that goes cool with my voice. Yeah, that'd be the that'd be the problem. That's, that's the yeah, thing. I just be singing songs I like. I don't know that song. That's that Drew Hill song? I don't know the words. Who know the words? Nah. Her and I was a same. Okay, I shouldn't ask who knew the words. <laughs> What's, um... Woman that stole my... Okay, I'll sing a Fred Hammond song. <clears throat> no weapon formed against me shall prosper. No, it won't work. No, God will do what he said he will do. He's gonna say the next words he will come through choir no weapon <laughs> formed against me shall prosper no it won't work Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh. Hallelujah. But you wasn't pointing during my Hallelujah. Voice. <laughs> Here it comes. Here it comes. Hallelujah. I'm always going to get back to that. I can get any song back to that. Right, Yo, so okay. First of all, while you were singing that, all I heard was Jay Versace when he did it a few weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> and they was doing no weapon. He was like, no MF and weapon for me. <laughs> He said, he said, I'm saved. Oh. <laughs> All right. Okay. Why did this even Give happen? us the Simon Cow. Don't be yeah, nice. Just be honest, man. I, we know we can't sing. That's yeah. not important. We just want to be better than each other. That's All it. Right. I don't need to be good. You're not right. judging good. Okay. We're not good at singing. We know okay. this. Yeah. Contrary to popular right. relief, we're aware we can't. We hear <laughs> we it coming out of our okay. mouth. Right. Just need to be better than him. Though you are not... Um, proficient in any instrument you can tell that there's like some musicianship there in what you do mm-hmm. um so you can like you you can tell that you know where you're going and that you're you're like aiming and handling it well you just be like with talk voice trying to find notes and it doesn't that's work. a good thing though right there's not good singers that do- not good no singer does talk voice uh none, none so who wins you win oh! <laughs> stop challenging me boy i'm better you didn't have a team <laughs> he's musical as well he plays the drumsticks. All right. All right, this stuff, man. Moving right along. Moving right along. Let me ask you this. You listen to this, Xavier Omar. All right. You were independent? Yes. For I was. a while. 
You are we only Josh knows how the music industry works. Mm-hmm. I really don't. You I know, know things that I know. That's pretty us. much it. I don't consider myself. Those been independent his whole game. <laughs> no, nope. okay. let me tell you, the average person don't know nothing. Okay, bro. good because you are now signed to RCA. Yes. Just explain to us the difference between you in the past and you now. Really, nothing. There's just like. Um, more money behind what I'm doing. So mm-hmm. in the technicalities of what's different, um, at the moment, there's like, I plan to do it long term, but like there's there's differences that you have to, you obviously will go through when you're going from independent to um, to sign to a major label. So at the moment, I don't own my masters and people like to make a big deal about that, but it's like plenty of people have bought them later on. Like. Mm-hmm. Prove your worth, do your thing. Buy Russell them. Wilson bought Sierra's yeah. for him. You can, for her. you can buy them later if you get to a particular point. Um, or restructured contracts and stuff can allow for things like that. Um, obviously, they're not looking to do that, but there's differences. Some there's mm-hmm. some give and take. So I got such like we went we went really hard on on my deal to make sure that we got percentages, not so much money. So there's a difference in, as far as like when it comes to ownership, the freedom of when you do this and that. Mm-hmm. Um, but also there's a difference in now, like what's available to me at my uh, disposal to people that I can reach out to or the the money that we can use to, if we wanted to get a Pharrell or somebody, maybe we could like actually have the real opportunity to do those things. Mm-hmm. Um, video, With your labels help? Yeah. Okay. Video budgets and things of that nature. There's a thing called tour support where, um, yeah, you artists pay for their tours mm-hmm. and um, they pay for them their own selves. And the labels can offer like a help and it's like, People's deals have it where it's it's, uh, it's different, so maybe they'll have to like recoup it in some manner. But some, Wait, but I'm gonna cut you. When you say that <clears throat> artists pay for their tours, they so yes. if I'm a big rapper, rapper, little country Nas X, that guy, if I go on tour, little I gotta pay fried for, steak. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so would I have to like pay for like the my flights, my hotel? All those different things. I don't like. Who else is going to pay for it? I didn't know that. I the, thought the record label pay for that. The, the, that's a lot of money to recoup. You don't want them to pay for all that. Because that's at some point they they won't recoup up to a certain number, right? Mm-hmm. And if you reach that threshold of that number, then now they're going everything that um, they spent when you put your next project out, they're getting that back. It's right? Dolomite. So wow. It's, Remember in Dolomite? You order inside of Colorado at a time like yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it really is. So what does tour support mean? They'll like they give you so you send in all your costs and your expenses of your tour, and they will cover up to a percentage of it for you. And oh, they're just like a front 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 yeah. for you, and you pay back with the money. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so you don't have it's to take the upfront risk yeah. as much upfront risk. Mm. It's a di- it's different for everybody. So like for me, it's up to a certain percentage. Uh, not percentage. There's a certain number that if I don't cross it, it's not like this big major recoup immediately. It's like a, a okay. it's a different way. And then other people, their deals like they just. Um, they got bad. They got worse. Everybody got worse deals than me for the most part. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's different for them. But that's how that's how it's been working out for me. And I always I don't I don't let us take too much because I don't want to like have to owe so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like this last tour that I did, I, I opened for Nao um, on a U.S. tour. We front I fronted everything because I had the ability to do it, and then I let them do tour support later. Which like I won't do that anymore. <laughs> like I was, it was cool I could do it, but I was just like I think I missed that right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm not gonna do that anymore. But yeah, we we pay for our stuff. We have to make sure like all of that happens. And if we don't have it in our expenses, then it just don't happen. Like, so when you go on tour with Nail, Nail's not paying you. Yeah, I mean they they we get paid. You know, so 
every artist gets a guarantee before they go out, right? Okay. So the guarantee is basically how you're able to say, okay, now we can budget for at least this because we're going to make at least this, Got it. right? And then you want you cut for yourself. Uh, your if you have a booking agency, there's a cut for them. If you have, um. Who is it? Uh, I can't think of her. Accountants. Mm-hmm. They everything that come in and there, they're getting like five percent, right? Yep. If you got a manager, your tour manager. If you got a band, which is why people like Drake don't got no band. But if you got a band, Drake if, don't have a live band when he goes out. Nah, Drake got no band. Keep just it all track. Keep DJ it, tracks. Just, just him tracking visuals, making all the money. Really? <laughs> I thought about it this time. He's actually got a real good live Ooh. show. Though. Is it a good show? It's without a great. A live band? I seen him in Future too, like a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. His live With show. no live band? That's that kind of music, though. They don't need it. He doesn't hear live That's band. true, yeah. I guess. You just want to hear what you I've never like. seen anybody live mm-hmm. that didn't have... Like, the main person. You know who unexpectedly has a really good live show that has a live band? Who? 21 Savage. Oh, really? really? Yeah, with a live band? I haven't seen him with a band. a great live show, bro. It would have never guessed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did not think you were going to say 21 Savage. No, I would make it go up, though. Contrary to popular belief? Xavier I watched the side of his show. I felt so cool. You were like, man, come back stage. I was like, me. Who was that last one? That, that was, was like the Will Turner, I think. 2016. Yeah, because yeah, that was opening for Andy. Mm-hmm. It's different and better now. Way better. I'm excited. I didn't tell you this, it. by the way. I bought tickets to Xavier Omar's show, and he was like, don't do that. I'll give them to you. Somebody else not going to get a chance to see me because you bought tickets. Like, mm-hmm. you're the only person who I've ever bought tickets to your show, and you were like, uh-huh. Everybody is like, yeah, show love. I'd be buying tickets right. to my friends. You're making stuff. it sound bad, but it's not bad because you have access to me and these people don't. Right? Yeah, but That's I want to support you and and buy. I, I my dad and mom buy tickets to my shows. Mm-hmm. They absolutely don't have to. They know they're just walking in, but they buy. It's a show of solidarity. It says, hey, the artist and me recognize the artist and you. Yeah. Even maybe give them away to your friends. I get it. We're both right. Yeah, <laughs> now, I want to be the only one right. When you when you were going, <laughs> when they were coming to the show, like when you go to shows, when you go to concerts, like before you got your eyes, like were you wearing glasses, like to the to yeah, because it'd be so cl- unclear for you me. Be able it's to like see great it. if I could see clearly. Now, now is there something that could help me? Listen, Warby Parker is this amazing eyewear company that is really changing the wow. game for me. You know what I'm saying? Warby Parker's glasses start at ninety five dollars, including prescription glasses. Now, you know, with me, like, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes I want to look smart, like I read books, so I like try to wear glasses You and read stuff. cookbooks? Shut up. All day long. <laughs> but I don't necessarily need prescription. But see, my daughter, she took an eye test at school. They're like, she might need glasses. So I may actually, you know, hit them up and see what's going on. My wife now, did. She hit oh, them up. You hit them up? How was your experience? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's exactly that. what we're supposed that's to say. Not, now listen, this you need help. Box. If you need help, take the quiz, answer a few questions, and they'll suggest some great-looking glasses that are totally personalized <laughs> to fit your face and style. Order five pairs of glasses and try them on for five days. There's no obligation to buy. Ships free and includes a prepaid return shipping label. Head to warbyparker.com backslash RR to order your free home try-on. Take the quiz to find a pair that is perfect for you today. Have an iPhone X? Make sure to download Warby Parker's app when you can use their brand new virtual try-on, allowing you to try on glasses, try on eyeglasses, seeing the realistic color, texture, and size of each style using just your phone. So go to warbyparker.com to find your new glasses today. Today. <laughs> Let me ask you something, Xavier Omar. Yes, sir. So you're, this is your first tour as a married man? Yes, it is. Is your wife going? 
She is. She's going on tour? Yeah, this is the one time she'll actually get to go on the full tour. So I was like, I kind of had to convince her to, we just moved from Alexandria to San Antonio. Mm -hmm. So I had to kind of convince her to not work for a couple months so that she could come on the tour with us. Like, hey, baby girl, (laughs) you're with the big ass. (laughs) You don't have to work. Come along the road with me. So it was hard to convince her, but she agreed for at least the first leg of tour she's going to come. So, How yeah, long uh, is the tour? Three months? Or you got a break uh, in between I, Christmas? I, I, I mean, yeah. uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas? I got a break from um, December 18th to January 23rd. So we start back up on January 24th and end on February 18th. So it's two legs. We start the east, the south and the east, mm-hmm. and then we do the west coast on the second leg. West coast is the best coast. Let me ask you this question, because recently um, Drake got booed at a, yes. at a festival. So we were, have been talking about this. Have you ever had a set, first of all, where you've been booed doing what you do? No. Ever in your life. I'm incredible. I never get booed. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever had a show that didn't go your way? Oh my gosh. Plenty. And um, how do you maneuver out of those? So legitimately, we can I'm going back into some childhood trauma here. Okay. But I was twelve years old the first time I did a performance and I was rapping and it was at this like um summer camp right mm-hmm. so I had made the beat back then you had to record everything on cassette tape still so I had it like lined up the way it had to go mm-hmm. and if I missed a cue then it was over right cause ain't no running back it cause, it's a cassette tape you gotta, tape, yeah. you gotta rewind it and mm-hmm. that takes a little time it's embarrassing right. so um, I'm doing my, my thing I forget my part and I was just lost. I was like, oh, no, I have no idea where I am now. It's happening. Oh. And so I literally just, like, they said I did not throw the mic. My sister will tell you I threw it. I <laughs> dropped it down. I just let it bounce on its head, and I walked out because I was like, man, I was so mad at myself. I, I was so mad at myself. And, like, people came and consoled me, some friends and all that, and they actually let me run it again, and I did it all the way through. But that was, like, my first ever performance, right? And you came uh, back after that? Yeah, they let me. I was happy they let me do it. Like, go ahead. I'm, but, it's going so much different in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, but since then, I mean, there, there's been things where, like, when I used to run with somebody behind, like, um, like running the, the DJ mm-hmm. situation, like, maybe there was, like, a miscue here or there, and it threw everything off. The first show of the Andy Minio tour in 2015, mm-hmm. the driver was going the wrong way, and nobody knew it. Until the morning when Mike woke up, my manager, he woke, what's going on? What are you He's doing? always got something. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just hot. <laughs> Can you hit my charger while you're disrupting us? Mike, <laughs> Mike woke Don't up. Don't just be like, hey, you know what, he's talking. I'm going to It's about time for me to do something to distract you. <laughs> I haven't done anything in a I'm while. I'm sorry, I was sweating on the end. Dwayne doesn't wear undershirts, by the way. I didn't do oh, that okay. for a long time on tours and stuff, and it's just nasty. So I'm just like, I need to switch that up. I need to you wear undershirts? I, but it helps. What does it? What does it help do? It helps a great deal. It's it's something else to catch the sweat, especially while you're performing, and so you won't look as like me. I'm high energy when I, mm-hmm. I don't do none of that. Sit on a the stool, uh-huh. like for a whole show. It's high energy. So, so the undershirts come in or like the tank tops too. Do you do the tank top? Yeah, guys? both. Okay. I'll do I'll do anything that's like that will help keep the sweat away, nice. like from the the t-shirt because. I've been some drenched shirts. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Nasty. Um, what were you talking about before that? I sure forgot. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry, guys. So, um, <laughs> my manager, Mike, uh, was my DJ for quite a while. And during the Andy Minio tour, the driver, um, he was on the tour bus with us. The driver was uh, going the wrong way. And Mike woke up first and figured out, yo, you're going to the second city. We're supposed to be going to this city, this first city. And so that put us hours and hours behind. Oh. We got to the venue about an hour ahead, which means they had to do setup. And Andy got his sound check. We did not get ours. So by the time we got out there, the sound was everywhere. It's bouncing. We don't know what's going on. And to top it off, 
uh, Mike had actually missed a cue at the end. He did it uh, a little early, and it threw everything off. And like there's like a, some like one of the things that controls the tempo was going crazy. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, "Here's my big ending, guys." <laughs> <laughs> so I've had some things go bad. <laughs> my, my, my career, you, my career's over at this point. I'm just gonna go in and call it because the thing that sucks for us in this day and age is yeah. like. If we came up 20 years ago, like there's not a cell phone at every performance. Oh yeah. So yeah. like if Drake had a bad set like 20 years ago, it's like man, Drake kind of sucked that night. We right. booed him off stage, but there's no proof of it. Right. Now the moment that happened, that's on like so, Tiffany Haddish. I remember a while ago she had a bad set. Oh, last New Year's Eve. Yeah, New Year's. Dang, it was already New Year's Eve. Yeah. Yeah, and it was man. literally on like online like the moment Minutes it happened. After, so right. it's like, bro, like. You're you're so afraid of having those like human moments, especially for me. Like the thing about stand up that's tough is you don't know these jokes are gonna work yeah. until you say them. Right. So and honestly, sometimes they work in a city and not and in others. They don't. That's so, so weird. I hate. Bro, that. I had a joke that I introduced last year and it was a monster mm-hmm. and it never hit as well as the first time I said it. it's just like the planets aligned and there were some nights where it was just like mm, mm. <laughs> like that's how people literally said to me right. and it's tough to move on like that we talk about this all the time like comedians it's like nobody wants to hear your old material and singers nobody wants to hear your new material right. but like, we do still have like uh, a parallel okay. because you songs hit different in different cities Mm. Like, really? It's really? Not, it's not the same everywhere you go for every song. No your, way. Your single is the same everywhere for the most part. Uh, when I when I was in what was it? When I did Boston on my first headline tour in 2017, I I was like, it's gonna be dead in here tonight, it's not gonna be real crazy. Boston was crazy for everything. Yeah. And I go to Houston where I know they go crazy. They ain't go crazy for nothing but blind man. Really? What? And I was just like, Matter of fact, I couldn't. I could not hear when when the first quarter blind man hit. I couldn't hear in the room. It was so loud Ooh. in Boston. No, in or Houston. Houston? Okay. I was and I was upset. I was like, "Wow, one song, huh?" Oh, so y'all, got, <laughs> so y'all have the ability. Right. So this is what y'all came for. <laughs> just one. Where's Blind um, Man in your set? Because you know last, that. Like, last, I know that what y'all closing. It used, yeah, it was uh, for a long time. Was the closer. It won't be on the next one because I'm tired of it. Mm. It's a great song that I'm always going to do, but I'm t- I really doing my best. I feel that I'm a good enough artist to not be known only by one song forever. Mm-hmm. And so I've been doing everything that I can to like have other records that connect just as well. Yeah. And so if you put it in different places, it won't hold as much like weight live at least. Mm-hmm. And I think that can like to a degree it can help. Now don't you know everything online it tells you. My man's at fifty one million on Spotify and it's at like I think it's at like nine on Apple or something like that. Apple used to always be like just for whatever reason, people didn't listen to me as much on it. And now mm-hmm. with this new album, way more people listen to me on Apple than they do on Spotify. I got it on Apple. Don't know how Don't it works. Works. So now when Beyonce didn't <laughs> do single ladies at her last tour, he's like, so it works like that for us too. So nowadays people aren't buying music like at all. They're streaming it. Right? Like it's be artists aren't even like saying buy my album. They're yeah. saying like stream your stream, stream your album. What is, how does that work? Josh was telling us that Lil Nas X didn't get a dime from his streaming of Old Town publishing. Road to like publishing. Or publishing. publishing for like six months. Uh, it's usually, it's it's usually about like I don't know the exact number, but it's between like five and eight months. I think after five, but it starts I got getting that used every month though. Man. Five and eight months, <laughs> like, yeah. like they're big publishing checks. That's, that's he, <laughs> but he got streaming checks too, still, so that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, like your streaming will come ninety days after the song comes out, so your first streaming check from the song. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, that's still a three-month span, but he got paid before the publishing kicked in. It's just, it's a, it all works differently. So now, so so now, artists get paid 
from streams. Mm-hmm. And so if I have Spotify, I spend what, $20 a month on Spotify. And then that's broken down. Then they pay it out to the artists how their songs are played and how many times. It's, I never understood the concept. There's so many different like pie charts for mm-hmm. how they do it. Because I think Spotify itself, like I'm the songwriter and the artist, so I know that I'm always getting 16% of whatever it is they're paying out. Uh-huh. Um, but at the same time, when it comes to the actual cut of the record, uh, especially when I'm working with the producer, it's usually just me and a producer. Mm. We're going 50-50 on songwriter, 50-50 on production. And so like my cut there is different. Mm. So all these cuts are Why different. Why is the producer getting songwriting credit? Huh? You said you go 50-50 songwriting with the producer? I they might help write it's, it. It's weird. They don't, I always, for the most part. When <laughs> First it, of all, no. <laughs> so like, this is what bothers me on like stuff like Apple Music and Spotify and stuff. When they put songwriters, they will put the artist and every producer. Mm. But that should mm. be composers. Right, because I wrote it. Because when they do pr- produced by, they don't put my name in there. Right, even mm. if I did play some chords, they don't put my name there. Right, so it looks like oh, it took eighteen people to write this song, but it's like one person wrote it, and maybe eight people worked on the beat. They need to put composer and, and switch that up. But anyway, um, it's just there's all these different percentages from Spotify, what they're gonna cut out to the people who did this, this, and that, and then what you actually did on the paperwork for the song, mm. and you have to combine all that, right? And mm. at some point, you get paid out. Spotify themselves, I think they do, it's like 0.0041 is how much you get paid per stream, per stream and then Apple is 0.007 okay, or something like that. For one, like, is that like a cent? It's not it's a, like it's a per, under cent. It's a percentage of a cent. Yeah, it's not a cent. It's under a cent per stream. Really? Yeah, that's why you need, uh, what was it? Is it 1,500 streams for one unit, right? Yeah, that's, that's, for, that's, sales, for, sales. that's for sales. That, that's not, that's not yeah, the payout rate. It's not though. the payout rate. The payout rate is different. So I don't know because they're all. So you got to be like Khalid level to, to make really some see good some money. Crazy money, yes, but I make good money on songs. Like I'd be straight. Uh, hours spent loving you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> your boy, good. You feel me? No, nah, like, hours spent loving you. There was some back pay that me and uh, me and Sango. I always say Kai. That's his real name. But me and Sango hadn't got, um, and so they started getting us the the back pay. And it was like the first, the first one. I'm not gonna say the number, but the first one was this many thousands upon thousands. And I was like, "All right, we're doing Praise good, God, kid." Yeah. So let me ask you something: <laughs> When you stream, so if I download your Adam album, is it counting every time I play it? Yes. Even once I download it to my phone, even if I'm on a plane. So the download to your phone is just so you could have it on your phone. So um, it doesn't affect your pay. I, so Apple themselves, I don't know how it works on like Spotify stuff, mm-hmm. but you, you know, Apple like will. And iTunes, uh, obviously, don't have iTunes anymore. But it would keep account of how many times you played the song anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's even offline, right? And it just, I guess it just, somehow there's got to be like a counter to where when it's finally time for them, when it's, when you finally do go back online, it just like adds to the count or something. I'm not 100% sure. Wow. I just that's know. That's good, though, because at least we get we're paid. listening to your music. <laughs> right. So if I just play your album over and over, I'm going to help you get paid? Yeah. Let me mm. ask you this. I don't know if you know this, but I'll just ask anyway. So let's just say a new movie comes out and somebody's like, yo, I got to have Blind Man placed in my movie. Mm-hmm. So if somebody puts your song in a movie, so do you just get, would, a per, if a, would an artist just get like a lump sum from that person or yeah. would you then get residuals from a movie? There's no way to like say, well, there's probably a way to say how many times the movie has been played. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like once people buy it at home, there's right. no way to exactly. say it, right? So yeah. it's, you get paid out just like the actors get paid out, like for the job. Okay, right? got it. So like I had a song on NBA 2K last year with Superboy. We did a joint called Up Right Now. Mm-hmm. And so we just got paid, um, not per game sold. We just got paid like a number of dollars. And right. Then, and, and then, then it's, just a, it's just a one-time thing. Yeah. Okay, got that's it. That's amazing, man. It's like you're building your own legacy out here with music. Mm-hmm. And the thing about Legacy, man, is you want to be able to watch that and mm-hmm. see that. It's important. Our good friends at Legacy Box, 
you can do that. All right. Now, those early performances, like the one when you were 12 years old, wouldn't it be amazing if somebody recorded that on a camcorder? And no now, you got on the way to play that. But with Legacy Box, you can go back and get that little mini DV tape, and you could send it to Legacy Box, and they'll convert that to a DVD so you could watch yourself. Really? And see how you grew what? as an artist and as a man. Listen, our friends at Legacy Box are amazing. It's the world's largest and most trusted digitizer of home movies and photos. With over a decade of experience, Legacy Box has been trusted by over 450,000 families to digitally preserve their family memories. When we were growing up, we didn't have the luxury of having all our home movies in a digital format, especially Doughboy, they had silent film. They were literally doing... <laughs> How are you going to watch that movie? <laughs> but Legacy Box is going to take care of all that. I sent my own personal home videos to get them back in the digital format. Our early plays, when we used to sit one couch and we used to have the mics coming from the side, I sent that into Legacy Box, and when it came back, I was just like, dang, we have come this far by faith. <laughs> Leaning on the everlasting Lord. <laughs> it was so important to be able to keep all these memories. I'm so, so thankful that I sent them into Legacy Box. Listen, send in your Legacy Box filled with own home movies and pictures, and they'll do the rest. Legacy Box will professionally digitize your moments onto a thumb drive, digital download, or DVD. Legacy Box will also send you easy-to-follow instructions, and you'll get all your original recorded moments back along with the perfectly <laughs> preserved digital copies. Get started preserving your past today. Go to LegacyBox.com slash RR to get 40% oh off your first order. Save your time and memories and go to LegacyBox.com slash RR and get your 40%. Y'all need to get on today. me because I know. No, you no, are. You are up here this is saying you're right, Pac fam, and missing the cue. This is why you don't get to uh, do that to me because I know Joshy and some of y'all up here done missed it before. Joshy Josh, missed it today. I wanted to punch him in the Josh, face. Josh, I feel like he doesn't play I listen and I know boy. y'all be missing. So hey, we be on. missing. Yeah. We be missing. Here's what we're not missing. Good R&B. Let me ask you this. Jacquees, the king of R&B, yes the or king. no? The king. The king. He's the king. Really? king. Come on, king. Really? Come on, king. He the king. That king. verified king. record's hard, but I don't know about now, the king. Um, so, gosh, I've always uh, kind of thought about what would happen if I, I was asked this question. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> and you would have said the king? That was your go-to? <laughs> that was I'm, I'm about keeping the peace, man. I, it's, like That's just... So I saw a piece where it said that that's just his confidence, right? Like mm -hmm. he was was telling his girl, like I'm not trying to be cocky. Like this is a confidence I need to have for myself mm -hmm. to right. go and do this. So on that aspect, I fully respect him. I don't have anything negative to say. I don't. I'm not the person that goes publicly or online or anything that says anything negative, even if I think it. I don't necessarily think he has the best vocals or the best songs. <laughs> well, listen, so I'm, I'm following up that statement with that one. <laughs> nah. I don't say negative stuff. I don't think he sings that well at all. I say, but good luck to him. Here's the thing. That doesn't make you, that doesn't mean he, he doesn't do well on, on his songs. He's got like, there's a reason everybody was going crazy when he did the uh, the, LMA, the LMA remix. Like that joint yeah. sounded dope. It was, was great. Fine. You know what I mean? He has another like, song that I like too. That BED song is hard. That bad song. Mm -hmm. I like it. He, he's got some like, some, some records that go good. You don't have to be there's a lot of people who aren't that like the best singers out here who do have at least one or two records that are dope or or people they have a lot of fans yeah in general so i'm not here to let me ask you a different let me ask you kind of question if he's not the king who is of r&b um, it that's one of those things that don't matter man if you gotta if you're just looking for a throne to, to feel good about yourself but at the end of the day the only person that's like really um has a claim to it is that dude that's out here putting 90 songs on the album every week and it's chris brown Chris so, Breezy. I'm not mad at so Chris Brown Chris, for Chris Brown. Chris is the last, like, the style that, you know, could match up with anything in the Bobby Brown era. Yeah. Because uh, he dances and he sings. And, like, 
at the end of the day, no matter how we all feel about him, like just the legacy of what he's done, how much he's done. If you're going to have to crown somebody just for the sake of it, give it you give it to Chris Brown just because of what he's done. Um, who who is the hottest and who does this and that? None of that even honestly matters. There's room for everybody. Uh, I'm not missing my blessing because they're killing it or nothing like that. Like I'm getting what I'm supposed to get, so I don't care about a crown. Um, I don't want my I want my crown in heaven. There it is. Hey, shout out to He's got that. Yes, So, end of the day, like, if we have to crown somebody, like, Chris Brown is still alive, bro, so we got to give it to him. He's only 30 years old, by the way. Chris, he feels like he's I lived feel a like lot Chris, longer. I actually thought about this the other day. I feel like Chris will have one of the most redeeming stories, like, as far as, like, his career. I feel like we we be forgetting the fact that he's only 30 like he's super duper young. I feel like there's still much more music and albums I feel like he hasn't even made his best stuff yet I feel like he's only gonna get better we haven't so. seen like the maturation of him yet yeah, yeah like what, he, like what the, he could grow into at least exactly, potentially because obviously I don't know his life but just cause also, skill set alone he's just really good also Daquise really did a cover when he was younger of a Chris Brown song which makes Chris Brown still the king oh wow mm. hey, Chris Brown ain't did no Daquise covers no Daquise mm-hmm. covers I know that so I got a question for you. You've been on a lot of different people's albums. Yeah, no name yeah. particularly enjoyed your songs with her. Thank you. I also feel like she's a cool person. What is it like to get that call from an artist you like that says, hey man, I want you to hop on this song with me? So it's very rare that it's these artists that I haven't met or um, don't have a friendship with. Uh, a lot of times it's just my friends. So it's just at that level, it's like I'm working with my homie, so it's cool. Mm. But other times it is cool like I got a call from King Mez who's out here my dog and um, I was really excited I had met Mez at um, Keep Cool did like a writing camp oh yeah Keep Cool's writing yeah. camp so I met you have Mez no idea what Keep Cool is Keep Cool is Tunji's label yeah, Tunji's boom boy <laughs> Tunji's my a <laughs> <laughs> so yeah Keep Cool did a camp I met Mez uh, that was really cool to get that call the no name one in particular was uh, she had tweeted me she had DM'd me and I was like what like just trying to figure out what's going on and the coolest part of all this is she gave me I was in Chicago at the time she gave me an address and said you know come through let's let's work so uh, I go to this address and I get there and I had to like go through the backyard and standing right outside the door is Saba and that's when I was like oh crap this is Saba's house (laughs) really I was I was freaked out then I go in there and Sunday Candy had come out not too long before that. Mm. And Jamila Woods is sitting there. She's that's, got an amazing just, voice, man. That's. I was like, what's happening? Chicago <laughs> <laughs> like, has a lot of amazing yeah, artists, though, man. They do. Always has. One of the best producers, I'm kind of going off script here, but one of the it's best okay, producers is this dude it's named Carter show. Lang, mm. and he's out of Chicago. Um, Carter, he is um, SZA's music director, and he produced most of Control. Man, great album. Carter is—he's incredible. Just getting a chance to sit, even just sit and talk with him, he's really dope. Uh, but yeah, so the no name thing was crazy. I got um, a call from Mick Jenkins one time. Mick was doing all this like he was tweeting lyrics from um, "Hours Spent Loving You," the song I got called "How Do You Love Me." He was tweeting those lyrics a bunch. We finally got to work when I came out to LA, maybe three years ago. It was I want to mm-hmm. say, and again it was with him and No Name, and that was really cool. Um, so man, that, how the Wale thing come about? Man, the that, Wale has a great new album, by the way. It yes. is fire. We it is to it on very. The it is like it. Don't give me that. I did. He did he not did. like. He it. did not like it. You're it lying. was very I, I, trash. I, I, he didn't. We was listening to it on I the road. I like the song with Kelly Price. No, he he was like next. He just want to listen to the baby. That's yeah, all you want to do. Boom, boom, boom. Let's go. But Wale was talking real transparent. But tell us again how that happened, man. He so it was through Tunji, right? Well, Wale says. 
when I got a little chance to dive deeper about how it all happened, Wale goes on Twitter and says, I found out about you from Issa Rae. I was like, Issa Rae? So, <laughs> so, so from Issa to Wale, Wale obviously knows Tunji because uh, of the industry, and Tunji connected Tunji. us in a text message just out of nowhere one day. Wow. Like, Whoa, okay. Like I've, been, I've listened since Paint a Picture, which was his first mixtape that came out. Wale, and I don't mean to make him feel old, um, <laughs> but he was uh, well. I was 15 when I first heard of him and first listening like to his Dang. music a bunch. Mm-hmm. I'm 29 now, so like he's been killing Man, it. Why he been out for that long? Very long he's, time. He's a veteran. Um, he's been out for a long. I remember he, does, he doesn't get the respect he before deserves. I had kids. He is absolutely real. slept on. Mm-hmm. He's <laughs> so when he hit me up, I was um, in Seattle with Kai about to sango about to um, start working on our spend love you moment spend love you sorry and we get to the uh, I'm on my way to the studio while he's texting me like yo I gotta get on this project I heard you and sango doing another one so I was like alright cool so we sent him um, well I didn't know where to put him on Sango sends him just get here just like the normal beat yeah. so while he does that verse over the normal beat and so me I'm, I go to feel first and on at first the, the first part of the song the first part of the Got song you. so at feel, I was like, yo, he's like sounding real kind of depressed on this real up-tempo, mm. bright, shiny beat. I was like, the verse is dope, but, you know, it's not coming across well. Sango is a genius. We got Van Jess to do the second verse, and Sango made a new beat and put Wally at the end of it to match the mood. And I was wow, like, wow, that's it dope. It literally, it, that's yeah, it dope. Is. That makes sense because that whole part of the song is like slowed down. <sighs> That's crazy. It matched the and You didn't name who on the Van Jess song. I did. It oh, was man. great. <laughs> I said I had I played a part in the music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they did the um they sent me a song called In and Out. It it was a interlude on their last on their original album. They put out a remix album and I'm on the remix. And so it had that old school like intro. They wanted me to do something. I was like, I'm about to do this Nate Who and send it to Ken. <laughs> 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 Nate Who is back. <laughs> 20s R&B, baby. Uh, um, so yeah, it's, it's just been cool, man, working with people I've looked up to. And I have a silly question, but it's very serious. You're the head coach of the R&B musical all-stars. Okay. Okay. You cannot play on this team. Yeah. You can just select the starting five. Okay. Who's in your top five starting five, men and women, whatever combination, R&B. So this uh, is where greats. you have to draw like not not greats. Not, not greats. I mean okay. like current people currently making R&B music. So you have to really draw hard lines here. Okay. Because you got to, is Beyonce pop or is she R&B? Is Rihanna pop or is she R&B? I mean like, like her. Is, is Khalid pop or R&B? Mm, that's good. So like you have to draw hard lines before Beyonce, I can start saying. I thought Beyonce's R and B. No, she's R and B. See, she's kind of That's, poppy see, though. That, see? that alone though is the point you're trying no, to no, prove. No, she's not, there's no such thing as R and pop. She's R and B. Why can't there be R and There is there is plenty of R and pop. She's more R and B than pop. Kev. Khalid, Rihanna, no, I, I get Beyonce. You that. There are there are pop. You know what I mean. So that's why I'm saying you got to draw. Rihanna's hard line. considered R and B. I feel like her name never comes up in R and B conversations. What would you put her in? Her song "Love on the Brain." Well, that's a like a, she can have a ballad on a pop song, like a a ballad on a pop album. But then, wouldn't that make that song R and B though? Like, I feel like that would just kind of. How do you describe R and B then? Rhythm and blues. I know what it stands for. Oh. So, <laughs> if we're gonna take out, so this is the thing. Let's do this. Let's do this. People who have made it to that level, they're these giants that do crossovers. Let's just cut out people who aren't currently like major crossover okay. stars. Boom. Let's do that. Fair. That's go. why I was asking for guidelines. So if you Fair. cut out major crossover stars, um, then I will begin, and I have to think about it. Because you got to go people below the first line on the festivals. There you yeah, go. Yeah, for sure. Cause that so Chris so well, Chris Brown depend- couldn't be on this team then no he's not too true. big right 
Well, but he is still based in R&B. Okay, he, so it. he does have pop records, but he's his roots. R&B based, okay. Yeah. So you go Chris. There's so many different styles of R&B. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. You go Chris, you go her, because she's just, mm-hmm. she's just, she is what she is. She's mm-hmm. great. Um, hey, DJ. Man. I'm trying to take my time here. I'm going. I'm going. Snow Allegra. Ooh, great I album. That. Josh sent me that. her album. Mm-hmm. I like it very much. Oh man, I like it very much a lot. <laughs> Chris, her Snow. Gosh, I feel bad doing this because there's so many people who had great. That's albums cool. They, they, they probably won't watch it. <laughs> They're gonna be like, I was gonna have him on my song, but he don't think I'm top five. <laughs> He's out of there. It's difficult, man. Um, we just just the all star. Everybody's on. The, there's a lot of people on the team, but you want me to put the starters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't like care about the sixth man yeah. or the, the sixth, tenth guy. He doesn't six, even take the sixth man could off. come in for a fire, yes. uh, fire feature though. Yes, man, well, two more man, and hurry it up. Man. <laughs> this is very hard. I'm not even trying to like hold feelings for my friends or nothing. This, this is just difficult. Um, I'll. Uh, dang, I was about. To, I don't even really like the last album as much. <laughs> oh, I know, I know what you're talking about. Oh, man, don't act like you know what you're talking about. DC. <laughs> Josh is on the Gandhi tape. Sorry, sorry. sorry. Marsha Ambrosius. Okay. I just wanted to say her name. She's <laughs> Dang, I'm very sorry. Ari Lennox, man, put her on. She's I, on my team. I do love Ari. I don't know if I'm put her to start it right now. I love Ari, though. Like, Shea Butter so Baby much. is a freaking amazing album. Yeah, it is. I love her. Beautiful oh, piece of work. Um, because I, she was the next one on my mind anyway, so let's let's go ahead and, and do Ari. Um, I need to see a list. I do. Anderson Pack. Is he oh, on there? Anderson, no. oh, AP, hold on, but it's AP R. He's like, R&B. he's like, no, wait, he's more neo soul than traditional R&B. But that's R&B. It's a division. Anderson, Anderson, yes, because Anderson is gonna. Um, well, before Snow's album came out, Anderson was flat out gonna be R and B album of the year to me. Yeah. So, so Anderson, he's there. So that so new had, album. So we had Anderson. You had her. Anderson, her. Chris Brown. Ari Snow, Snow and, and Ari as well. And Ari. Okay. Who you got though? Right, Any I different would, people? No, no, I have different people. I would have Marsha Ambrosius. <laughs> right now? Right now. For what? She's fired. <laughs> she is fired, but right why why is she an all-star today? Because she has a song I like called Sour Times that she did when she was still in Florida. You were thinking of Sour Patch. I just shut up. <laughs> that's she not got today. a song called Sweet and Sour Sauce. Oh, <laughs> that's like that's, that's like, my cologne of the moment. That's like putting Vince Vince Carter on the All Star team because hey, remember when he did that three sixty? Remember when he dumped right, over that okay, guy? Okay, so so Mars, okay. Jamie Foxx for sure. Oh god, it's the same on. thing. <laughs> we just went over this. Oh my Today. god. Okay, fine, 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 fine. Her, I'll take her. I'm definitely taking Xavier Omar for sure. <laughs> Jamie Foxx. And I'm not just saying that because you're here, man. Um, who else? I don't know. I'm trusting Doughboy's list. Don't have Don't wait. Also said on the road. Don't also said on the road like last week that R&B fell off, and I can't. Trey Songs. Oh. Um, <laughs> Just naming people. Yeah, Summer Trey. Walker. Summer, uh, that that's you pop. ain't listening to no that's, Summer that's Walker R-Pop. album. That's Summer Walker. Don't, he don't even know her. Know uh, Summer. Summer's Summer's an all star. Yes, I didn't I didn't start her, but she's an all star for sure. And then lastly, mm-hmm. I would say um, <laughs> it's hard, man. You, no, I don't. T Pain. T Pain's back making music. Teddy Payne. What's the record that makes him all star today? Jerry Sprunger with him and Tory Lanez. I haven't heard it. So. Oh, it's fire. He's incredible. I'm, he's he's one of those like T Pain. I feel yeah. T Pain. That would be my yeah. Because he's okay. back. He's back making music. That's he's he's, he's been hopping out some features. T-Pain, he was on this Afro B record I called Condos. You know, I can't here. get mad at too many like whatever the order of lists are because but, man, subjective. I tweeted. I 
This year for R&B albums was crazy. It's it been was, a good year. It's been building, very, too. Even last year was good. good. Well, see, when I said that I felt R&B was falling off, I just felt like there weren't any, like, crazy big albums that were catching my attention because I'm not that into R&B music is okay. what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm so, not either. The baby like, don't make R&B music. With, like, Jodeci wait back wait in the day, like, those were songs, like, smash that everybody would know. Mm. I kind of felt like R&B doesn't have that same... If you're not paying attention, you know. it doesn't. Like I'm not, to be honest, as an R&B artist, I have not been a big R&B fan over the years. Mm. But this particular year, in, in some of last year as well, man, it was. Let I, me just I read you some of it's almost R&B albums now. this year. I got, I can name some of the homies: L.A. Mac Airs, like L.A. the one that's spelled E L H A. He's fire. My best friend, by the way. He's fire. You say he's your best friend? Yeah, we've known each other for 24 years. Wow. He's my best man at the wedding and everything. Really? Yeah. My God, oh, he's fire. I got some of his music <laughs> on my uh, workout mix. He's incredible, yes. bro. Like Mac Ayers. If y'all don't know Mac, please go listen to both of the albums. Mac Ayers? Yeah, M A C A Y E R S. Mac. He's on tour right now. Twelve okay. twelve on the sold out shows. Shout out Mac. Dang. Uh, Shout out to him. Let me listen, listen. Let me listen. You some of this. I'm gonna just name you that Daryl. Not name. I'm about, I'm about to. Okay. I'm just going back through some of the albums. Okay. It's been a great year. Mm-hmm. Rihanna J. These are people you should look up. Okay. okay? Rihanna J. EP Love Me Like. Amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, just beautiful voice. Uh, you already know Xavier Omar's here. Lucky Day had a great Lucky. album. Lucky. And we met him at Essence Fest. Mm-hmm. Nice guy. Oh, yeah, he was super cool. Super cool guy. Yeah, he was really cool. Uh, Pink Sweat has a great Pink. EP, too. Josh sent that over pop. to me. It's, yeah, he, he's yeah, pop. 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 Okay. Yeah. Ari Lennox. Mm-hmm. And her, I keep hearing about her. Oh man, Shea, Shea Butter, Butter baby, right? yeah, okay. baby, not Shea Butter gravy. I, I know you're probably thinking of okay. that. Um, <laughs> I like Khalid, but I wouldn't really consider him R and B. The Amores, they're on PJ Morton's label and PJ Morton. I would also like them. You like the Samores. <laughs> 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 Let me just play you one the more. No, you're gonna get a struck. Uh, no, I'll, I'll, I'll cut the audio. We can right. play it for us. Listen to this. This song by this is called Monomore. It's like 37 seconds long. Listen to this though. Listen to this right here, though. I know. I heard somebody remake this, like that little group remake this. The gospel album. It is. <laughs> Who is that? This is called the 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 Amores. They're P, they're on PJ Morgan. Oh, the Amores. Okay, I thought you said like it was a person. No, I heard that because they were on Instagram, right? Yep. Yeah. I reposted uh, their video. They're fire. PJ Morton also has a great album. PJ's been rocking for a long time. What about yeah. Aaron Ray? You like Aaron Ray? Never. Uh, yeah, heard Aaron. Him. Aaron is dope. He's got a. Dope we're really cool, actually. He's uh he's really dope. Play that one more time, man. That no, was man, fun. man. That's enough, man. That's enough. Also, Khalidas kind of like he hears stuff like this when it comes to people like not considering him R&B. So he's like, my roots are there and I want to show that to people. Uh, he, he's going to do some stuff. Is he? Yeah. He's also from El- I got a bone to pick with Khalid. What you got a bone to pick with? I'm going to tell you what my problem with Khalid is. What? I was on track to be the most famous person from El Paso. <laughs> <laughs> and Khalid comes along. Oh, it's and a rap. It's, and he's wow. shouting out El Paso, America's high school. He's the one that sings location, right? Yes. Yeah, and like fun. so many. You know how hard I'm going to have to work to eclipse Khalid? Yeah. You can't. He was, it, at one point, he yeah. was the number one most listened to artist on Spotify. Wasn't it last year? Yeah. It was this year. Earlier this year. What song and does he have other than location? Uh, uh, talk, his current one. What's the current one? Talk. Yeah, that's it. 
Top. Uh, he yeah, had all bro, top five of the oh, five that, spots on R and B at one point. Really? On Billboard. <laughs> that's yeah, rap, that's an bro. insane stat. It's an insane check. I met the Amores at Anita Baker's concert. Oh fire! Backstage, they have really great voices. <laughs> oh, great. they're they're sisters insane. and they blend so well. Yeah. Okay. okay. Here's my other question to you. No, you, you never gave us your top five. You got to do your starters. I oh, I can't I just list those people. Nah, starters. Oh, it's hard to do. That's why you got to do it. Ari Lennox, SZA. Her control album I listened to a lot. Daniel Caesar, mm-hmm. he had a great album. Um, who else did I? Brianna J. Okay. Hey, I'm gonna put my you man. Are, I, don't I, don't I don't got. I'm not. Look, look, look. <laughs> All, pretty much everybody on there got like a Billboard ranking record. I don't got none of that. Bro. Brianna doesn't I have know. a Billboard. I don't. This got, was to let people know. Yeah. Xavier Omar is my friend. <laughs> let me ask you something else. This is something that we didn't write down, but I thought this was interesting. <laughs> You really love wrestling. I love it. You and Wale. Wale is I a big it. into wrestling. He too. took me to WrestleMania this year. I'll never forget it, man. What was that like? I want to take my kids to WrestleMania, but I looked at those tickets. I was like, oh, y'all want a lot. So, because I was like, basketball well, they, ticket money? They, wrestling, first of all, it More sells out crazy. Yeah, wrestling. It's expensive. It's like how much for a ticket? Like, like if I want to be ringside. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, ringside? That's a, that's a package. Like how much would it cost? So that's, that's, ballpark. A, that's a several day package. That's like Super Bowl ticket money. Yeah. Like, like that. In the thousands of dollars? Yes. <laughs> It's for wrestling. It's cheaper. It's cheaper. No, that much. It's cheaper to get the packets. What will we'll, we'll put you ringside at Mania, and then, well, it's actually, it'll take you to NXT's event, which is their like they're not a developmental, but their third brand mm-hmm. on a on that Those Saturday. Are the yeah, mm-hmm. on that Saturday, go to WrestleMania Sunday, go to Raw, and then go to SmackDown. Those are cheaper than just just buy one seat. At but how much would something like that cost? That's gonna run you two or three. I not know Dude, wrestling was that's that how much. we that's how we get on wrestling is that's crazy. They they have the big event like we went to Survivor Series, took my kids there, mm-hmm. and then the next day they had Raw. The tickets for Raw are dramatically cheaper, and everybody who wrestled on Survivor Series is also going to wrestle on Raw or half the half the artists. Yeah, but how did you get into wrestling or stay into it? Because a lot of us were into it as kids. When yeah. Doughboy started, it was Dusty Rhodes' first match. Shut in up. Raw. <laughs> I, was, I was like a huge Andre the Giant and Hulk Hogan fan. Yeah. Those are my guys. That was your 10th year and, watching wrestling. And Jimmy Fly Snicker and Coco Beware. Coco was not a good wrestler. But anyway. He was fired. Um, <laughs> it's like when people say like The Rock was a great wrestler. He was a great entertainer. He, you know what I say about Cardi B? That's what she is. Mm. Cardi B, to me, is a great wrestler. Mm. She might not write the lyrics or anything like that, but when it's time, the lights come up and you got to perform, that's what she's best at. Whether yeah. she writes the lyrics or not, irrelevant. Right. When she raps them, you're like... I get it. Yeah, I like I it. it. I the like Rock it. was absolutely not a great technical wrestler. He could do that thing with his eyes, though. He I can't do that. He was the. He was a. <laughs> you were gonna listen. You're gonna pay attention. Absolutely. His, what he did mattered. But I got into it as a kid, just like most people did. I was a bad kid. I was like physical and getting in trouble. And so really, I got. I was man. I had anger issues probably until about like ninth. Or you ninth. angry? Yeah, I had anger issues. Like, you seem like the nicest guy. That is very surprising. I would have not pegged that at that's, all. That's what Jesus do. So <laughs> he was like, ah, ah, "Hey, man, I'm Jesus. What's up, man? You want to go, go come around? <laughs> nah, man, chill out. All right, <laughs> sing a little bit. All right." <laughs> So my um my parents thought because I was watching like Power Rangers as a kid and wrestling that that was why. Right. But then we took all that away and I was still that way. So <laughs> still angry? Mm-hmm. Just, give it back, you. <laughs> so, so I don't. I'm not really sure what kept me into it other than now I realize, oh, this is anime. Oh, this is Marvel comics. Yes. Like it's you got uh, people with their backstory and then they play their characters. 
They can go good or bad. They've got their dilemmas. They try to go good versus evil to settle them. And they do it live every week rather than once a year in a movie or rather than once a week on a cartoon or whatever. And no breaks, bro. Yeah, they're wrestling. Do they have to, like, practice the routine? They train. Yes, I actually saw I had a ticket to a wrestling event in Tacoma. Mm. Um, and I got it going like three o'clock in the morning, and they ran through. They the, memorized all that. That's almost no, like no, no, choreography. No. Wait, let me hold you. Some stuff they might go through because it's a spot, and they need to like, okay, mm-hmm. we need to make sure in this spot that we do this right. A spot is like a big event that's going to happen mm-hmm. that like is necessary for the match, right? Mm-hmm. But typically, a lot of times they throw wrestlers in their cold. An example being uh, Adam Cole from NXT, their third brand. Uh, he had to wrestle this dude Daniel Bryan, who's on SmackDown. And while he had he's been, a heel now, no, nah, well he's a tweener at the moment. He's going back. Yeah, oh, wow. he's a tweener at the moment. So they're trying to figure out. Well, there was a thing where when they went to Saudi Arabia, a lot of the wrestlers um, weren't able to make it back for SmackDown in time because the plane like had issues and it stayed in Saudi Arabia. So while uh, they were trying to figure that out, Survivor Series is this month with NXT included. So they were just like, just bring the NXT people up, right? Mm-hmm. So Adam and Daniel had never wrestled each other before at no point. And they didn't get to practice. And this is how I tell you, because Adam Cole and NXT didn't get there till 15 minutes after the show started. And then that's how they found out what they're going to do. Yeah, all right, let's that, go. Now so, I have more questions than that. So then they say, okay, all right, so this is the match. Um, this is the finish. Have fun. Now, when you say this is the finish, so you, they already know who's going to win. Always, of course. Oh, okay. So I thought you were saying it like it was really no. Marvel, being determined in the fight. Marvel writers know who's going to okay. win. They Got wrote it. it. The yeah. anime writers know who's going to win. They wrote it. Same thing. It's predetermined. But to, to get that, there is the joy. Yeah, to think mm-hmm. that they're going out there and saying, all right, they're going to do this, they're going to do this. Sometimes they'll talk it through. But mm-hmm. to think that they're, like, they've practiced this choreography, that's not how it goes at all. Like, so otherwise, yeah, you don't know. Otherwise, they yeah, wouldn't get hurt. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I saw the guy work out this move. They were doing mm-hmm. a special move. Maybe that was it. Yeah. It was something on the turnbuckle that was like, I was like, oh, snap. Yeah, and I saw them work it out. And then when they did it, the crowd went crazy. Mm-hmm. There was a big pop. That's what we call in the biz when the biz. crowd goes crazy. I think, I think, danger, I think wrestling used to be a lot more dangerous back in the day because like wrestlers like Jake the Snake, like he pulled out a whole snake on there on guys. <laughs> yeah, no but the, the snake, snake was devenomized. But yes. They took the He pulled out a whole snake on guys. All right, so here's a one gotta go for you okay mm-hmm. female R&B group of the 90s okay. one must go and I'm taking one off to make it even tougher for you I'm, I gotta be a little SWV Invoke mm. mm. or TLC mm. one gotta go in all their work Doughboy Xavier this Omar. isn't even hard Hold on, go for, first we gotta, we, gotta, <laughs> we gotta drag it out a little bit for the suspense thing the first group to stay on this for me, would have to be the T, the L, the C. They were just so um, groundbreaking. Um, they were just so cool. I think more than just singing in songs, they kind of just embodied the voice of the culture at the time. Um, you know, this by the way they dressed, and by you know, with left eye rapping, I just feel like they were just so much to what R and B embodied in the '90s. So they're first off the table for me. Coco was here she in was. this room. <laughs> Right great. about this area. Mm-hmm. Before all this. Before too. all this, mm-hmm. she was great. Uh, Weak is my favorite R&B song of all time. Mm-hmm. I sing it at karaoke all the time. Never goes as well as I planned. Mm-hmm. And also, it's a lot longer of a karaoke song than it feels oh, like. Oh, that intro is brutal. When they come back around, you're like, okay, like, uh, had enough. Something about the way you do. It's like, okay. SWV's <laughs> number one off okay. the list for me. Who's number one off the list? TLC. Uh, mm-hmm. I, along, most of that is just my age. Mm-hmm. Of being born in 90. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I was born in 93. What was I happening you. for me, like, actually, 39. I had to go back because what was off, what was hot for me was mm-hmm. fan, the fan mail album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no Scrub was The No that. Scrub video was incredible to I me. I hate that song. And so then I had to go backwards and be like, oh, snap, Waterfall. Wait, you just found out about TLC from the, the fan mail album? That was the first thing that like came? I was like seven. You know, that like, is on, crazy. We old. We old. <laughs> So like fan mail for us was like man TLC still got it. Yeah, yeah I, was, yeah, I remember yeah. ooh on the TLC tip. Man, mm. remember when no scrubs came out and then no pigeons came out? Mm. Yeah, Sporty thieves. I don't want no pigeons. <laughs> 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 so okay, so TLC yeah, off the y'all ball be first. young out TLC, here, man. Yeah. All right, so now I have to pick. So SWV and Vogue. Let me say the good things about both. SWV are sisters with voices. That's a really clever name. Um, and they can sing. They got Coco, Week is a Fire song. But they also got other songs. They had uh, sampled Michael Jackson's... Um, uh, the Human Nature song. Human Nature song. And they were just... They were just. They can really sing. I feel like if you had to just go pure singing out of all these groups, they're the strongest collection. In Vogue, no, that's not true at all. I do believe... No. Vo- vocally wise? Vocally wise. Strongest singers is In Vogue. It ain't no, even no, no. Are you out of your tripping. mind? You're bugging. In Vogue had four strong singers. You take your pick. They no, all sang. I, SWV was Coco and them. And I love Coco. <laughs> Coco and them? Yeah, but you, we, take your pick with them. Okay. TLC, uh-huh. T-Boss, love her. Yeah. Not really a great singer. But... Uh, artist, though. You're a great artist. Uh, Chili. Who was the, the other two in SWV? Michi, I say W and V, bro. I don't know. W and V. It was Coco and him. Okay, so I like them as a singer. I like that their was songs. Rap, she sang too, but she was her. her best now in Vogue, the reason I do love them, I remember "Hold On" was a fire song. I remember that video was crazy. Bro, they all had the in black Vogue dresses. Song on the dog on set it off. What's it gonna be? Cause they were I, just taking turns. Yeah, they were all man. blowing. Like you vocally, that's that's the least of your concerns. Is vo- vocally in vogue destroys all of them nah, as a group. Yes, bro. But they didn't really have like a lot of bops though. That's a different conversation. Okay. You said vocally. So what I will say is this: if I had to pick one, and one would have to go out of SWB and in vogue, I'd have to let go of in vogue. I keep SWB. You're in broke. That was trash. Delete that. Oh. <laughs> Take it out. I will not. Fix it in post. Not. All right, Xavier Omar. All right, Xavier, what you got? Um, it's SWV for me next, um, largely because I can name a song at my age, um, it being weak. Uh, there's another one. Um, not the, the Human Nature one, Rain. I remember, too. Yes. That right. one. And they so had a like, song on the Soul Food soundtrack too. I don't remember that one. Though. I remember one song for the Soul Food soundtrack and it was by Drew Hill. But man, the I can those songs stuck with me. They're bigger. They were I guess to me it, it mattered more in the culture because the song was bigger, right? Mm-hmm. Only radio drove everything at the time. It wasn't yeah. like we had playlists and listened to our favorites. So what I heard more was SWV. So I, I would, forgot about I, I'm so into you. When it comes to um <laughs> when it comes I'm to so like the vocal and all that stuff man like I, I'm with you on In Vogue especially with What's It Gonna Be that's crazy mm-hmm. but at the end of the day just for um, they had all that talent and still didn't make a lot of songs that stuck with me mm. you know what I mean so I'm gonna, I'll stick with it so you pick the same as me so, who, yeah. so, so, who, so we both saying that In Vogue gotta go who gotta go for you In Vogue everything I said is In Vogue still gotta true. go for you too yes. yep. because TLC <laughs> First of all, when Left Eye used to wear the condom, I thought it was an egg. I thought it was a fried egg. You were egg such on a sheltered eye. child. How? You didn't know that was a condom? Mm-mm. I was like, what? what you is thought that? a condom was an egg? Yeah, I thought it was a sunny side up egg. I was like, she really likes oh, eggs. Um, but TLC just sold so many albums, and they were such a part of 
of the culture. Mm-hmm. Waterfalls, he, impact, amazing man. song. The impact was just amazing. Mm-hmm. I feel like in, in Vogue is slept on, especially on this little group, especially yeah. from you. You don't even know nothing about in Vogue. You did the same thing. Hold uh, on. Same picks. Yeah, yeah, I did, but I respect them more. I still made the same choice, but I respect them more. Okay, I have a couple more questions for you. Okay. This is old school R&B. This is from Black Harbor Vogue. We had a lot of fun playing this yesterday. Okay. One Gotta Go. You listen this. You doing another one? Yeah, and I'll fire on you if you feel different. Kay. Barry White, Luther Vandross, Teddy Pendergrass, Marvin Gaye. Oh, that's also easy. Everything's just easy for it you. It is huh? easy. Are you kidding what, me? What's so easy about it? Because okay. you guys say what you want, you can do with Keith first. Now, so give me the names again. All right, Barry first. White, mm-hmm. Luther Vandross, Teddy Which Pendergrass. One? Which one, Luther? Either big or little. Luther was great. Come on, Marvin Gaye. Well, Luther's off first because he's just amazing and he made Dance with My Father. It was a great song. Well, was, okay, you get it's your turn. Yeah. So Luther, <laughs> Luther's just lit. Big Luther, skinny Luther don't matter. He was still fire. So Luther is off the top for me first. I was gonna say that that's not fair because Luther is also the only one of the like super iconic ones that was like still alive to be able to make more music. Mm-hmm. Um, um, man, this is an era that I was not around for, but obviously I can still go based on impact. Um, God, this is a hard one or two. It's not hard after that, actually. Two minutes ago, you said it was easy. Well, it's, it's easy who to leave off. <laughs> oh, okay, gotcha. But it's a hard one or two. Right. Um, I'm gonna go first. I think I'm gonna take Marvin first for his global impact mm-hmm. um not just like the r&b because he obviously what's going on is when you realize oh okay he's yeah he's not just everywhere. he's just not sleeping on yeah. he's not just making uh sleep with you music right and when um now i think this lawsuit was a little bit bogus when they uh when they sued for blur lines but at the same time that uh dun, 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 dun. i forget the name of the song Family, give it up, got to give it up, give it up. So like, man, that joint, even making its way, even making its way into like modern times as well, making it a hit. I think that's uh, some impact as well. So I take Marvin first. Marvin first. Who's Marvin Gaye for a lot of the same reason. You know, I read that his death was more of an assisted suicide. Because he said his dad said, if I ever put my hands on you, if you ever put your hands on me, I'll kill you. And that's how he he, he hit his father and his dad shot him. Mm-hmm. Right? So I was reading really? somewhere. So an article, yeah. I read an article about that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't either. I thought his dad, I just thought they got into it. Was he the same money. one whose dad threw his grits on him? Or was that, that Al Green? Know. I think yeah. it might be an Al Green. Okay. I, grit story and Al Green always goes together. Okay. I don't know. Makes Somebody sense. Got hit with grits. Yeah, I don't know. But <laughs> that's what I heard, read about Marvin Gaye. I don't know if it's true or not. I just read an article wow, about Wow, okay. Uh, but Marvin Gaye just. Man, I was watching a video on him. They stripped all the music out and just mm-hmm. heard his vocals, and I was like, this dude really had it. Mm-hmm. So I'll take him first. Uh, next for me is Barry White. Interesting story about you. you. I probably never shared this on the podcast. When I was playing basketball in North Carolina, my coach used to pick us up all the time, older, older gentlemen, and all he listened to was Barry White. I mean, that is literally all. I have listened to more Barry White than either of you probably will ever believe. And um, man, practice what you preach. He always started the ride off with that. 
So I'm gonna take Barry. Barry. Right? Barry next. All right. Next off the the list for me would be Marvin. Uh, Marvin's just he's just dope. I love a lot of his stuff, and I just kind of feel like he has he's very reminiscent to me of like Anthony Hamilton, where he can like convey a lot of emotion in his records as well. So I can hear, I can like feel what he's going through based on the palette of his yeah. voice. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I think he's very good at that as well. So Marvin would come off second for me. Okay, second for me is Luther because legend. Um, just incredible. He was able to make another hit record all the way up into the 2000s with Dance with My Father. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Luther, man, just too many records. As soon as you hear the... So party. Immediately. We was playing that after my shows a couple, um, a couple months back. Well, last year, I think it was. Go crazy. Take off, right? So... Um, yeah, it just it changes everything, man. He he was incredible, and I cannot believe you're gonna have to leave off. Uh, Teddy Pendergrass or Luther? Or Luther? Yeah, so I'm not gonna before. take your life time. I'm done. Teddy Pendergrass. Oh, so it's Teddy I Pendergrass. You. I thought we, Al Green was one of them. So Teddy Pendergrass. Teddy Pendergrass, I love Luther. I love equally as much, but more. I'm gonna keep Luther. I love Teddy P. Turn off the lights. Click. I, there's a video currently going viral on Twitter of Teddy singing. And it's just like, man, like you just can appreciate the voice. Somebody's funny, like y'all don't appreciate R and B like this no more. This is y'all got all these people, and the dude was like, nah, y'all stop supporting R and B like this. Mm-hmm. And that's the truth. That the record true. labels just want to put whatever you buy. We're the we as a society, not us particularly, but we're the responsibility for the little pumps and the mm-hmm. bad Bobby. It's you. You consume it. They're gonna put money to what you consume. So it's a tough one. But Luther, "Dance with My Father" is like my wife's one of my wife's favorite songs of all time. Played at our uh, wedding reception. Um, Teddy Prendergast didn't make the cut on our wedding vow, so sorry, Teddy. Teddy P's out for you? Teddy P's out. Okay, I got to get rid of either Teddy P or Barry White. Yeah. I, this might be unpopular to say, but I don't know that much of Barry White's music. I just know he had a really deep voice. So like I like like even, I was just even looking up some of his songs right now. I'm just like they don't really. <laughs> Are you ringing a bell? So just based on, <laughs> uh, but, mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm like that's the one I see. Like package what you piece. I don't know playing your game. I don't know these songs. So just based off that alone, Barry White wouldn't make my list, and I stick with Teddy P. All right, it's easy, bro. Teddy P. I'm not. There's you cannot put anything of Barry's above Teddy's. Teddy, you could. Teddy was. The only person who could might have even uh, in st- in their style in their ways might have even rivaled Marvin Gaye as far mm-hmm. as the, like, to the women for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, he, he had the Chester out. He had all when like women only shows, man, and it was selling out. Like Teddy was incredible. Um, so obviously there's um, um, looks like another love. TKO. That's the song. So yeah, <laughs> was that joint you had? You didn't need to add yeah, words. Yeah, I could really sing. Yeah, that joint. Mm-hmm. Well, no, he did it. Look, close the door. That's what he did. Seth the Entertainer has such a funny joke about that. <laughs> With Teddy sitting turn off the light. Turn it off! <laughs> <laughs> so funny on Kings of Comedy. Right. It was just a great bit. Well, turn off the lights is another joint. But mm-hmm. yeah, close the door, turn off the light. All, them, all these records, bro. Like, he he did his thing, man. It's just... It, it was really, really smooth. We got the voice. I'm going with Teddy P. So, so we so, both got rid of the same person. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. I'm my own man. Yeah. All right, that's enough. We've had Xavier Omar, friend of the potty. Yeah. Friend of the if potty. they are new to you, tell them where they can listen to your musical stylings and where they can find you singing your musical stylings. And live tell them about the city. new album as well. Yeah, you can listen to me on any platform that you have. Just search Xavier Omar. Um, 
Moments Spent Loving You is my newest project. Uh, you search Xavier Omar and Sango, and you'll find Moments Spent Loving You. It's beautiful. I cried the veins. All right, it's not Omar. It, it has the two little German dots on it. Well, it's technically Omer, but I say Omar because I know nobody's going to say Omer except the Germans. So, oh. yeah. Um, what does that call those two dots? Uh, umlaut. Umlaut. Or umlaut. Whatever I you want to say. Um, so that was ham and cheese. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Moments Spent Loving You, you can't miss it. My face is on the cover. Like, you can't like miss this. it. All right, and uh, <laughs> um, I'm on, I'm about to go on tour starting on Black Friday in the East Coast, um, the Hot Hobby Tour. So if you go to my social media at XVR Omar uh, on Twitter and Instagram, you'll find out that information. I'm actually about to do a contest here soon. Are you a yeah. contest? Yeah, I won't. I don't want to give the details. Okay, on, don't on give the, the details. Party, this is a sweepstakes. It's about to be a contest. I want to see who's gonna come up on stage and sing with me. So really, so, yeah. Don't worry, you heard his voice. It won't be either one of y'all. <laughs> but <laughs> but I'm looking. Yeah. All right, man. This is Xavier Omar. I've been Kev on stage. He's been Doughboy. Y'all check out his music, stream it so he can get money and feed his family. Yes, my wife wants the shoes and iPhone. Shoes and iPhone, man. We'll see y'all next week. Bonus episode. We'll see y'all later this week. Bye-bye. If we ain't seen y'all already. Love you. Bye. Bye.